<laughs> Feel free to talk shit. Folks, welcome to Young About Pate. I'm Carl Hess. With me, as always, Joel Miller. As you could, as you heard, we're, mm. we're free to talk shit. Oh, man. Holy so, shit. you know, this is uh, normally we record during the day. Yeah, this this is, is kind of a, a later recording sesh. You know, we have busy schedules. We're busy men. We're busy men. We don't always I mean, have time to do things during the day. I mean, I'm a busy man. You're just a fucking feeble well, sure, actor. Sure. Maybe I that have has a weird callback. Maybe I have some power meetings that I got to get to in yeah. Beverly Hills. Maybe I got a power lunch. Over at Dan Tana's, Joel. Maybe I'm cutting I don't even deals. know if Dan Tana's does lunch. I don't, know. I don't think I, they do. Dan, I've never been to Dan Tana's. I'm I've, a fraud. There you go. Never been. But yes, this is a evening recording sesh. Having a little vino. Having some wine. Why not? Yeah, why not? Why not? The sun is down. That means we should have a wine glass in hand. Cheers. Uh, we Cheers. just ate at Song. Just ate at Nightmark Song. One of the best restaurants in Los Angeles. You know, I really harp on Song, but it is so good. It's like, hey, it's no, good it's to have a place that you just know is going to be like, very satisfying. No, always, every time, and like it's like warm and inviting. Like it doesn't seem like it's gonna right. be like overbearing. It's to a tr- you. it's like, like a trusted. It's like a trusted there. friend. You you know you can depend on song to give you amazing wine and great food. Had a great wine. We drank what? We drank, several. We drank a couple wine. bottles. We, it wasn't just us. No, we should no, make no. clear. Uh, this wasn't just a me and Joel dinner. No, Dave Tur- Dave Fernie, top ten guest. Shout out to Dave. Uh, Claire Ward, who is a bartender in the you know community. just uh, food and Morgan drink Fox, luminaries. Yeah, representative for a few great uh, yeah. wine brands. The I mean, company we keep, food and drink luminaries, very yeah. standard. Um, but yeah, it's you know I I think it's you know it's like we're in this age where it's like Instagram ability and design, but there's something about like the vibe of a place that's hard to manufacture. Yeah, and I think that song has really nailed kind of like a casual party vibe that's like busy and fun without being like overbearing or too there's not, loud. There's nothing like necessarily stuffy about it, which I appreciate. Right, right. Yeah. It, it, it feels like a party. The colors are bright. They're pumping hip hop. And like that doesn't necessarily mean that's going to be good. Like there's places that do that where you're like, nah, like I'm not feeling it. This is forced. Yeah. But song, it, it like feels right. Like you go in there and like the, like the party vibes are strong. Party vibes are very, very. Strong. I mean, and I think that's important because it's like you want to get a magnum of wine. You want, you know, it's like a, it's it's drinking food. It's 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 basically a wine bar with great Thai food. Yeah, it, it really is, and it's it's one of those things that like you just feel better stepping in, and when you leave, you don't feel you don't you just don't feel like you would have been rushed or overserved or right. anything. You just feel, you feel good. Right. It's also, good they don't feeling. fucking. They do not hold back on the spice. They do not hold if back on the spice. You know, like, I mean, when I even when I was in Thailand, like, they would be like, eh, white people, we're holding back. And you'd have to, like, tell them. I remember one time we convinced you'd be like, a guy. like, I'm white, but I'm cool. Well, they know that it's it'll fun. hurt you, you know? So, like, I remember one time we were drunk and convinced this guy. We were like, give it to us like you would a Thai person. And he did. And it fucked us up. Yeah. It might have been at that point in my life the spiciest thing I'd ever eaten. And what has surpassed it since then? I don't know. Now I love spicy food, but then I was You've been gelata? You've been to gelata. I've been to gelata multiple times. Yeah. Spicy as hell. You know, I love gelata, but I feel like I'd rather go to song. Gelata the wait can be very long. The, well, yeah, the they wait don't can be have extremely long. Great wine like you're gonna get at song. No. I mean the food at gelata is fucking great. You're always happy that you waited and you're always like very satisfied. Their and menu they're, is they're like two hundred items. Things. Yeah, yeah so song is completely different. But like, if I had to choose, I'm like, I'm going song. 
Song is great. I think that you choose song because of the wine. See, yes. I would if it was me, I'd rather actually go to Ruin Pear. Because Ruin Pear is Ruin Pear is like the dark and horse pick beer. of Thai Town. And you just get a you just get a beer, man. Just you, just fucking, you just get a singer and you fucking sit back, you get some lob, you get some fucking you just get you get okay. pork jerky. I'll see it's I'll great. see your Ruin Pear and I'll raise you crispy pork gang. I've never been to crispy You've pork. You've never gang, been to crispy but pork. But I will gang? say Top ten restaurant name for any restaurant yeah. that has ever existed or will ever exist. Well, apparently, gang means curry. In I don't Thai. care. What I'm it means. unsure on that. The, the, it doesn't matter me. what it means. Uh, also, that restaurant is open 24 hours. For our non-LA listeners, Crispy Pork Gang is a restaurant in Thai Town that is open 24 hours, and there's not a lot of 24-hour places that are that good. Like, if you're fucked up and it's 3:30 a.m., you could not beat Crispy Pork Gang for a place to go. That's true. I mean, where else? Where else could you go? Canters, if you're over on that side of town, maybe. Ah. You're pretty drunk to go to Canters. Yeah, I gotta be really no drunk. No shade again. on Canters. Shout out to no, Canters. No, shout out to Canters and their really yellow toothy boots, right. but, uh, booths, but like, it's not it's not great. Right. It's not like going to, it would be different if like Langer's was open 24 hours. K-Town actually has some under the radar 24-hour options. K-Town also has some options that are like, oh, we should be closed, but we're not. Dang Sung Sa is open until what? Like four? Four, something like that in the that's morning. A, that's yeah. hard to beat as a late night option. No, it's and, and it's fucking great. So like you good. feel like you're in Seoul when you're there. There's some spots that are open, like that spot on Olympic. I forget what it's called. It's like open 24 hours. Yeah, I don't know. Koreans respect a drunken late night meal as a Dude, culture. Kore- Koreans love the late night drinking and eating. And it's crazy because like you'd figure for as much as they eat and drink late night, they're always these like thin, thin ladies and men like just yeah. like hanging out. Walking around Koreatown, you don't see a lot of fat Koreans. No. Hmm. I wonder why that is. I don't know. Just genetically gifted. Yeah, genetically There's superior. There's got to be fat Koreans. I'm going to say Hitler had it wrong. <laughs> genetically superior people come from Korea. I just I just love that their like food culture is so based around drinking. I mean, I feel like... Mo- the best cultures right. are all based around drinking. You have Koreans, you have Mexicans, right. you have the Irish. Never mind. I, I take everything <laughs> back. <laughs> I think that's why I love Tapa so much because it's, it's not as much about the food. I mean, it is about the food, but it's also about like... The sociability aspect, you're yeah. hanging with friends, you're drinking wine, you did a little this, a little of that. I think that's like... The meal is not like one set. It's not like dinner for an hour and then you move on with your night. It's like the meal is the night. It's well, I, like, think, I feel like then a lot of restaurants have like adopted that principle and right. kind of put that into well, the everywhere's like quote unquote small plates, but I feel like but the actual but they're, spirit... But they're not. They're not right. quote, I mean, like I think a lot of it, people are actually trying to get away from that because it's been... It was something that was quote unquote right. on trend. We're seeing a lot more large format shit now. Which I, which I love too. Major domo. But I would rather go and share with... Like I think the... I mean, there's a time and a place for... That that meal that's like you get this and you get this and you get this and everyone right. gets paired at the same time you and you eat your own thing. But right. I feel like shit, like eating more and like trying more stuff. I want maximum like variety of bites. Like I'd rather have bites of five different things than twenty bites of something really good. That's why I think I like tapas so much because the more variety you can get. So you're saying you'd rather go to a food event Ooh. where you get you know I love a food event. Mediocre bites of no, something. I want to go to a food event where I get. 175 great bites, <laughs> and then I get too drunk and I Uber home. So you want to go to food and wine? Yes. And nothing else. And nothing else. And literally <laughs> nothing fucking else. There's good food events. No, uh, there are. Speaking, uh, bringing it back around to us hanging out with food luminaries, it's probably time to introduce our guests. Absolutely. Uh, you know, we only bring you the finest food luminaries. And today we have Tim Hollingsworth on the show. Tim, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Thanks Executive chef me. of Odium. Downtown and Barrel of Ashes. Barrel and Ashes. Uh, welcome. Good, good to have you on. 
Thank you. Uh, we just found out we're neighbors, so that was cool. <laughs> yes, yeah. we're recording Which at my means house that in Tim Echo will Park. Be a correspondent on every show until he dies. <laughs> Tim is a successful chef, so he lives in the swanky apartment building that's one street over from me. What's it like living there? Is it nice? It's nice. I mean, okay. I, you, I'm going to show you a picture on my phone, but there's a there's a uh, a guy that's passed out in the pool. Not there's not like a pool. It's like a foot deep, and the guy's literally butt naked, and passed pool. out. It's a day party over at Winston. And you're like, yeah, this yes. is a typical Monday in Echo yes. Park. <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, pff, hey, congrats on living there. I know that building's super nice. Well, I mean, you're doing well. You got Odium going. You got a lot of, uh, you know, Odium's getting a lot of critical acclaim. It, it's got a lot of acclaim. You got a lot of ink. I mean, do you get like, so Odium is next to the Broad, which is the recently opened museum. The Broad's still like very hot. Like people wait in line every day to get in. It's the Howlin' Rays of museums. Right, exactly. It's the hot chicken of culture, really. <laughs> so so do you see like a disproportionate like like re- like museum crowd in your restaurant? Like how does that affect you? It honestly depends on the exhibit. So the exhibit um, and the downstairs, I'm not sure. It's a free museum mostly. Okay. So downstairs I'll offer special exhibits where – uh, right now they have Jasper Johns. Jasper Johns, um, I believe they charge a surcharge for that. Shout out to Jasper. Yes. So with that becomes, um, before that they had Kusama. Um, with that comes um, a different clientele that's right. coming. That's These that's culture vultures. These people yes. with ascots and uh, their pinkies are up. But it's a, it's a free museum. So you have people coming from all over, which is great. But not all of them are necessarily going to come to a restaurant. Right. So a lot of them will be eating it. They're younger. They want to eat at food trucks and stuff like that, which is awesome as well. Right. But um, so we, I would say probably 15% of our guests are from the museum. Okay. So and you it, feel like more like your destination restaurant. It's like something that people go to for like for sure. a night out or special occasion. Because right. Odium's like, I mean, it's like fine dining level. Like, I mean, it, it's it, like a special occasion. It's not like your go-to neighborhood spot for a weeknight dinner. You can if you, you can. want. You can. You sure I mean, can. I mean, well, if you live in that neighborhood, you could probably go there for a fucking But that's the thing about that dinner. neighborhood. Like, so the neighborhood that it's in is like Bunker Hill downtown, yeah. which is yeah. mainly like, it's where the Walt Disney Concert Hall is. Yeah. It's a lot of government buildings, a lot of museums. So it's yeah. like, in that immediate vicinity, there's not a ton of people who live right there. No, not So it kind of has to be a destination restaurant. Yes. I mean, during the day is completely different, though, because of all of the bank buildings, all right. of the Tons offices. of foot traffic. Yes. Are you open for lunch? Yeah, open for you lunch. Must do, you must kill at lunch. We do like 200, 250 people for lunch. Holy Damn. shit. Yeah. And it's a, how many, it's how a many, big restaurant. Like a seat, like 100, 120? Inside is 160 with Holy, like yeah. raw it's bar, big. bar, yeah. everything. I, yeah. I've, I've eaten there. I've eaten there before. It just felt like way cozier than that for some reason. It's all split up into different areas, oh, okay. which yeah. is kind of nice. It and doesn't that's like maxed out. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't yeah. feel like you're in a cathedral. You know, it's not no. soaring ceilings, but it is like an insp- impressive space. It is. You it walk is. in there and you're like, oh, shit. Well, you guys have like won like design awards, right? Like, yeah, for, we have. For architecture and design and stuff like that. Like, yeah, I mean. It's fucking crazy. I mean, when I came to LA at the end of the day, I had the opportunity to build a restaurant from the ground up. To do that in a metropolitan city, to do that in general as a chef is like pretty incredible. Right. Oh, yeah. And to do that in a metropolitan city was like, is a right. huge, huge, huge opportunity for me. A lot of people never, ever get that chance, even high-end chefs. S- yeah. Still waiting potential investors right yeah <laughs> give joel a call just well, give I me mean, a call you you were coming from uh being the cdc at french laundry obviously yeah. that gives How you, you a certain for? cachet 12 13 years somewhere in there 12 damn th- did you start as like a dishwasher pretty like, much how did you start did you go to culinary school no Wow. No. Hey. no. <laughs> non-culinary hey. school non-culinary <laughs> school chefs <laughs> in the house <laughs> Self-taught Finally. crew, self-taught gang. Hard knocks, baby, yes. all day, every day. Fuck yeah. 
But he doesn't, we should note, he does not have any sleeve tattoos. I don't have one tattoo. He doesn't have one tattoo, have neither one do I. Tattoo. Not one tattoo. I respect what? that. I respect that. What? Oh, so you're saying you don't Clean boys. <laughs> Clean boy gang. Clean uh, boy gang. No tattoos either. either. No tattoos. What, We're like the like, only two people in the I know. I know. I was going to say, like, you're the only two people, not just chefs or like comedian or like food luminary. But, but for like, chefs, it's like almost become like a cliche. It, it almost has. I feel like. It's it still all, looks cool. Well, well, it look here, cool. I, I'll just give you a little little insight into my life. Mm. I started getting tattoos when I was when I just turned Joel's 18. been getting tattoos, folks. I've been getting tattoos since before tattoos knew they were cool. Knew or even knew they were <laughs> no, their tattoos. But like, but but like, I was I was I was going to college for poli sci. I wanted to be a lawyer. I was going to go into political science. So I got Smart tattoos boy. like uh, underneath my shirt. It said poli sci like, rules. Yeah, it's I sad. love the government. Yeah, you know, it said that Second kind of Amendment stuff. rights for right. everybody. Like, yeah, like normal stuff. Instead like, of the, instead and then of the, you dropped out and became a chef. And then I dropped. Well, I got what a, the I hell? Got, I got a job. <laughs> I got a job at a vegan restaurant. A vegan restaurant, and I was and Joel like, got a start at a vegan restaurant, which is crazy. Sh- I got my sh- start at a vegan restaurant, and. I loved the, like, there was, I've never experienced, like, a culture. Like, I had, like, shitty jobs. Like, I worked at Walmart, or I worked at McDonald's, or I worked at a shoe store. And it was like, oh, right. okay. But, like, right. no one was friends. That's, like, a shitty job that you do just to and I have went, a job. And I went, and I started, like, being a prep, like, dish. Worked on the line a little bit, making, like, sandwiches, like, mm-hmm. with, like, tempeh or whatever. Right. And, then and that's I was, when I learned to love tempeh. No, and then I, no, but I was getting, like, <laughs> fucked up on Mad Dog 2020 and Night yeah. Train Express. And I was like, this is the greatest life ever. I can, I, I'm going to live forever. I will like, drunkenly make tempeh sandwiches <laughs> for the rest for of my life and my be life. happy. It was so, and that, that restaurant was crazy because we were, ha- they were handwriting tickets. Does and this place it. still exist? It was like a vegan yeah, cafe, it's called, right? It's called Follow Your Heart. So have you ever heard that of, is uh, the worst name for any yes, but have of you ever eating establishment. Have you ever heard of Veganese or Veganese? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So they invented that. No way. Whoa. Follow Your Heart is, is the inventor of vegan Veganese. Okay. Yeah. So, so they're, they they're, a, they're they're making dollars. They have a plant Props called Earth Island <laughs> that that pumps this stuff out, and they make other. What do like, they even? What, what do they even put in Veganese? Is it Veganese or Veganese? I'm just like it's like oil emulsified with like some other kind of like fake protein or like whatever. That sounds gross. I don't know. I don't want to eat it. I'm Dude, eat if I couldn't eat mayo, f- what, what would even be the point of getting out yeah, of bed? Yeah, but what if morning? you could eat mayo and it tastes exactly like mayo? No, but I've it's had not mayo. I've had veganese and it's fucking gross. It looks like mayo. It tastes <laughs> no, like mayo. But brother, but brother it ain't it's mayo. not mayo. Put it on the board. Yeah, no, it, it board. doesn't taste like mayo because you can't replicate. We we talked about this before. Eggs are the best. Mayo is good because it's basically just eggs. <laughs> and you can't recreate that with non-egg ingredients. I don't know, it's, man. It's actually basically just oil. Yeah, it's I know, mostly, but it's, it's, yeah, it's mostly oil, dude. Okay, I'll ask, I'll, I'll ask you guys this as chefs. This is something that is a bit of a pet peeve. Every menu now says aioli, says aioli mm. and it's flavored mayo. So most people don't think that's aioli, but real aioli is completely different. Where you make the mortar and the pestle with the garlic, and you slowly like because when you have that real aioli, it's fucking amazing. Because you know I love garlic. Like when you yes, have your a real aioli, garlic connoisseur, it's totally different. And I feel like now the dining masses think aioli is just flavored mayo, and it's your guys' fault. It's chefs out here putting aioli on the menu. I bet you have real aioli at Odium, don't you? Yeah, I don't think we do actually. We mm. do. It's hard not. to make. It's not hard to it's make. It's not hard to make. It's, it's the easiest like, thing to make. Isn't yeah. it labor intensive though? You're Pouring in the oil slowly, you're like using a mortar and pestle or something. Okay, shit. nobody uses a mortar okay. and pestle. It's done in a Vita prep, hundred yeah. <laughs> percent. Okay. So you so start on you start on zero <laughs> yes. and you slowly turn it up to ten. All right, maybe maybe this is the wrong hill to die on. But I feel like aioli shouldn't be just flavored mayo, right? 
I think there's a difference. There's, mayo is mayo. Mayo is like a pre-made store-bought ingredient. You get best foods and then say, okay, for example, if you made chipotle mayo right. with canned chipotles and best foods mayo, right. that's kind of disingenuous. But that would but be on the making, menu as aioli. Emulsi- if you're emulsifying, like you're taking egg yolk and you're taking vinegar or you're taking something no like else. No doing that. A lot of people are. Yeah. Okay. Odium you, is... <laughs> Well, then fucking o- then go to Odium. Sure. You should go to Odium. Chipotle aioli at Odium. Everybody hear that? <laughs> I mean, and I'm, it's not to say I love flavored mayo. I think it's because it's a disrespect to mayo because I think the reason people put aioli on the menu is because they don't want to just say mayo. Ch- Chipotle mayo or flavored mayo. Because some reason See, so, uh, mayo's de classe so, so and it's f- low rent. No. So for mayo us, is a luxury condiment. So for us on our menu, we actually do shout out mayo. So Good. We, we made we made shout out to the wild. We made a steak dish with basically we we made a spice like that was a pho spice. Dish. Dude, the pho mayo? The pho mayo. The pho but mayo was so pho, good. We called it pho mayo Thank because you. it was just a spice mixture Thank that was essentially you. with some other stuff, some other cooked down stuff added to mayo. Flavored mayo. That's flavored mayo is not bad. I would love to see that on a menu. Just like someone really like transparent flavored mayo and be like, "What flavor is it?" <laughs> nah, don't, don't worry about it. You'll find out soon enough yeah, when you eat it. You'll find out sooner or later. Wait, so you were you were at French Laundry for 12 years. Yeah. Damn. That's, that's, What's that's the crazy- five times longer than I've ever been at one <laughs> yeah. single I've never done anything. Besides my own. I've literally never done anything for that long. What's the craziest thing? What's like the craziest story from French Laundry? The craziest story? Or was it just like so well run that nothing crazy ever happened? I mean, it's a small town. It's a small town. Small town people. Right. Um, people moving in there. People that grew up in that town. So there's a lot of good stories, but probably none that anybody wants to hear. <laughs> right. um, like not somebody, <laughs> somebody used a shrimp fork instead of a salad. Fork. One time the donkey insane. got loose and he wreaked havoc on the town until the sheriff had to come get him. No, French Laundry is a, I don't know, it's an amazing place to grow up pretty much. I grew up like culinary wise, grew up as like, I spent, I spent my entire twenties in Yountville, California. So, so, but that's, that, like, that's weird. Like a privileged <laughs> thing though, right? Like do you look it back is. at it and go like, damn, I really, I had a better experience than a lot of like younger cooks or do you wish you moved around more? No, I don't wish I moved around more. I'm, I'm happy with what I did. I mean, the, the, the reason why I stayed so long there was the ability to be able to impact the menu to be able to create to be able to have like a part in a restaurant as a 21 year old i was able to do that yeah like being on the the cheese station at the french laundry after my call me stint so i mean to be able to do that i think it's it's pretty special you're you're putting you're putting dishes on the menu at a three mission star level and somebody's helping you obviously you're not doing it by yourself but like for that and that reason alone i mean and then i always traveled i traveled to you know, I traveled to Spain to, or not Spain, I traveled to France, I traveled to Mexico, I traveled to Korea. While you were England. working there, you were able to integrate It was a that direct area. result of being at the French Laundry. On vacation, I went there and I staged. Okay. So I was staged for The name two opens weeks, a lot of doors, probably. Yes. And so, I mean, I mean, I'm going there, I'm working for free, and uh, I was always very, very thankful to go back. Yeah. To work in that environment, to that, to the place where you literally like, if the Vita Prep broke, you went to the closet, you got another one, put this one in a broke list, and like, I mean, that's a fairy tale. Come on, right? <laughs> okay, first of all, Vita Prep's for days. First of all, I'm not gonna lie. Like when you started saying that story, I kind of, I was just, my eyes got doughy and big. I was like, what's Vita that Prep like? closet? What? Like, right now we have like, I, I feel like even I'm lucky. I have two Vita Preps and I have two like 
you know, like 10 quart kitchen aids. Mm-hmm. And like for a restaurant, like, I, you know, we have one of them's broke. One of them's almost broken. One of them's almost. No, I actually it, fixed that. I took it down to Newman's it, in Santa Monica. For, Shout out to Newman's for, for a long time. For a long time. I have my machine one of, right now. One of the blenders. <laughs> one of the blenders at the walls had a piece of tape on it that just says, this blender fucking, fucking sucks. sucks. Yeah. It said, this blender fucking sucks. And I remember like I would do like the maintenance on it or my old CDC would do it. And we'd be like, all right, we're going to order this part and we're going to fucking fix it ourselves. Yeah. And there's certain things that you just can't fix yourself. But like to have that. Like, do you you don't have that at Odium anymore, do you? Like, where you can no, be like, right oh, yeah, put the Vita Prep in the broke list, and we'll figure it's fine. We have nine more right. that no, no, are no. brand new. Today we're closed. I walked into a restaurant. There's a RoboCoop that was broken, that was uh, on the floor in the office, and then two Vita Preps that were broken. So I'm like, okay, perfect. How am I gonna do? What am I gonna do today? Uh, rectify that. You're gonna get the mortar and pestle out, yes. and you're gonna start making AOPs by hand. I mean, do you think that your long stint there in your formative years has like spoiled you because it was like you were working at one of the best restaurants in the world? Or do you think that after that, everything you're kind of like, wow, this is easy compared to what I spent my fucking 20s doing? I mean, I think you have to I think you have to realize the environment that you're in. Number one, you're you're at a you're at a bucket list restaurant. I mean, right. I mean, Odium world, like world destination. You know, Odium's a big restaurant. It's a lot of seats to fill. Yeah. Some days it's slower. Some days it's really busy. So, right. you know, it's it's about navigating that. It's yeah. about and it's about like understanding. I mean, I think at the French Laundry, you kind of just did what you wanted to do and people came. Like if you build it, it they will come. It was every night. Right? You yes. would never have to worry about like getting Like if someone canceled, seats. they'd be like, Barb, you bitch. Yeah. Here, here we're like, okay, the, 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 okay, the bar's not very busy on Tuesday. How do we do that? Let's build a new bar menu. Let's do this. It's like, yeah. it's a real business. Yeah. And it's, it's a fun process. But as long as you realize where you came from and understand what it was and what it represents, you can kind of take the same philosophy with the new project and say like, okay, you know, we need to adapt to whatever we need. I mean, it's, it's very, very important as a, as a restaurant owner, as a business owner to say that you don't, I don't dictate what I'm going to serve. I don't dictate what's on the menu. That's going to be coming from the people that come into the restaurant and who, you know, the neighborhood. I mean, yeah, it really, I mean, I, the really way, matters. The way that I feel about mine is just like, I, when I, I've been there for like three and a half years. And when I first took it over, and I took it over from my mentor. Do 10 more then, years, then we'll talk. I know, right? But, like, I, I was like, no, I'm ambitious. I'm young. Like, I want to put this on, this on, this on. I want to play this, this, and this. And then over the – like, it was a natural progression. I never, There was never, like, a definitive – Now he's like, just like, do flavored mail. I don't yeah, give a I shit. I was like, fucking fun mail. I don't give a shit. No, but it was like you – I it, I've scaled a lot of things back. We've added – like bar, we've changed right. our bar menus. We've you have to temper lunch. temper your idealism you with have, realism. You have to, to understand. You have. I think the biggest the biggest problem with a lot of places is that you just don't understand your neighborhood and the neighborhood really like even if it's sure. a destination restaurant. Context. Like, even if you're you're you're, you're Evan Funke at, at at Felix, you're still in a neighborhood. You yeah. should still understand the demographic. The neighborhood of rich people in. who will pay anything yeah, for you any say food. The thing, same thing about Bunker Hill. You know, you could say that it's that it would cost Ooh. more to live there if you lived in Bunker Hill proper or downtown proper. Right. So, so you, it's really about just understanding and, and executing something that makes sense for everybody and then taking those like times where it's like, oh, all right, we're a little slow today. Uh, maybe that's indicative of something bigger. Maybe we need to expand our bar menu. Maybe we need to have a longer happy hour. Maybe we need to do a nighttime happy hour. There's so many things that you can fuck with. And a lot of people just go like, oh, no, this is what I'm doing. And, th- and like, if, it, if it fails, like, f- it's the people that don't understand. Does Odium do brunch? Yeah, we do brunch. Okay. Got to do brunch, man. Yes. You got to do brunch in that. <laughs> I mean, that you area. have to do brunch, right? Yeah, brunch is big, but brunch, brunch is a destination too. I mean, nobody nobody lives on Bunker Hill, really. That's true. I mean, it's, there's not a lot of people. And even if you do live on Bunker Hill, say you live like on 2nd and right. Fig. There's people who live like a little bit like south of there. Yeah, to 2nd and Grand, like, I mean, you got to get an Uber. You're not walking right. the 20 minutes You're, that it takes you to walk. Especially not up that hill. I mean, no maybe way. Carl would. 
Carl I'm a walker. Walks from You're a walker. Here to I'm a Grand walker. Central. I walk here. I walk a lot. Yeah. I walk no. from here to Grand Grand Central. Yeah, no. <laughs> sure. All the time, man. All the time. He's a fucking walker, man. I just walk and then I drink wine and then I continue walking. Okay, you're not just, from LA, obviously. Like I'm not a, from LA. He's a walker, California <laughs> Ranger, for Christ's sake. Dude, I will fucking, if you have a wine bar, I will fucking walk to it. <laughs> I don't want to be driving. Find a drink. I mean, Mignon is great. I would walk there. I have I walked to. to Mignon. Shout out to Mignon. It's on 6th Street, right next to Cole's. I walk there all the time. It takes like what, thirty-five minutes? Nice stroll. A lot of people don't want to walk thirty-five minutes. Know, hey. They want to Uber six. All right, let's get yes. it. Let's get a cheers. Let's get a cheers. cheers. Cheers, guys. Hey, there it hey, is. Hey, there it is. Mm. Also, interview is not over yet, but Tim has already reached the status of number one guest because he oh, showed wow. up not only with food, but with pre-batched cocktails yeah. and ice. I know you guys get your eyes from West Coast Ice Pro. We do. Shout West out Coast. to the, shout out to West Coast. Shout out to West Coast Ice <laughs> Pro. The West best. Coast. I hope you've gotten some spheres or logo cubes because those cost way more. No, not yet. But we're going to obviously. <laughs> right. You just getting those two by twos, baby. <laughs> uh, so you showed up, Sarkis in Glendale. Yes. It's a uh, it's an Armenian Lebanese bakery. It is. So these are honey balls. These are honey balls. It's basically um, a honey ball explosion in your mouth. When oh you eat my it, right? god, it's so fucking good! It's your first time having it, yeah. yeah. And it's How not do you too know sweet. About this? How do you know about honey balls? My wife is Lebanese, born and raised in Glendale. Okay. And uh, anytime you go over there, especially on any sort of holiday, you're always having these baklava, whatever. Right. But um, I mean, this is get, better than baklava, in, yeah. in my opinion. I mean, we get we get legit. I mean, right now I'm having like. Jordanian uh, Zatar shipped I over here. I love that shit. Ooh, love that shit. Like, That's so a power move, yes. man. I mean, we're in California, so yeah. like we talk about like our Shout green butt and all Zatar. that kind of stuff. The Zatar in the Middle East is yeah, like yeah, it's is the same thing. Yes, I remember yes. right. when I was in Israel, going to the markets and just seeing like different Zatar. And I'm just like, holy shit! So there's good. more than one. So what yes. the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> it's like when you go to Argentina and you're like, oh, there's eight kinds of chimichurri. <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs> Bring that the red yeah. kind. All <laughs> the red shit. I'm sorry. Give me all the meat and all the chimichurri. Mm, so what is that good. beef? Where is it from? Who cares? Just give it to me with some fucking chimichurri. <laughs> i does like the Lebanese population of Glendale get like looked over because everyone associates Glendale with, with Ar- Armenia. I mean, like yeah. Glendale has the largest population of Armenians outside of Armenia. Armenia. Yes, I think actually more than. Like Yerevan, like the capital of Armenia. I think there's more Armenians living in Glendale. Look at you t- talking about the capital of uh, Armenia. But like, there's also a sizable Lebanese population. That's and a lot. I feel like you don't hear about that as much in terms of food and, and culture. No, I mean, they definitely have Lebanese um, restaurants. I mean, uh, Carousel. Carousel is a classic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, at the end of the day, I typically eat literally just, I, I never go to the Middle Eastern restaurants as much. I mean, like little pastry shops. And, right. And um, they have a lot of those. Yes. But they, they love pastries. I mean, the, the ones that like my mother-in-law makes at, my, at the house is just incredible. And I'll ser- I'm serious. I'll have you guys over to the house. And I it is that. like, it is really, really incredible. Wow. He's really cementing his status yeah, as top know, 10, oh, wow, top, top one guest. Should be called yelling about <laughs> Damn. Damn. Uh, so and, and then you also brought pre batch cocktails, which is such a yes. I mean, such a pro move. We have our old fashioned, which we uh, went out to Maker's Mark, picked out our own barrel, Damn, personalized uh, by like like putting staves into it, making this mm-hmm. flavor profile that mm-hmm. we really wanted. So um, you'll be able to try that. And okay. then we have our pineapple express, Ooh. which is a CBD cocktail that we're doing. Yeah, baby! Yeah. Shout out to four twenty. Real relax. My knees hurting, so I think I need. <laughs> shout out to legal marijuana in California yeah, being the sh- best. Shout out to everything in California for being better than anyone. Once else again, I know America. I say this a lot, but uh, for our listeners who are in Los Angeles, I'm so I'm so yeah, sorry. I'm so sorry. So sorry. I'm I'm so, so, I mean, you you've been up. in California. Have you been in California your entire life? Pretty much second grade. Second grade. Okay, yeah. where are you originally from? Texas. Okay. Ooh. Texas. So you you've been out. Do you think that like 
spending your formative years working so hard, like twenties, most people are in college, they're partying, they're they're sowing their wild oats. But as, you were as like it nose were. to the grindstone. So does that mean now you still have some wild oats to sow, or are you just like I spent my twenties? Completely focus on what I wanted, and now I've achieved like you know where I want to be at. I mean, there's those people that have kids when they're young, and then the kids like graduate from high school and they're 40 years old. Guess what? I'm going to be 40 in a couple of years, and now I've gone through my college stage. I haven't had my, I just had my kids, so my kids are two and a half and okay. one. Uh, so I'm kind of in it on that one. But at the, on the other side, like you know, it's it's I kind of. I got my my master's degree. That's that's pretty much what I consider. I just got my master's degree in culinary. Right. And, like, and now with everything that I'm doing. And you I'm don't doing, have these crazy loans. Right, exactly. That have to pay You off. did it without student loans. A thousand debt. percent. Anybody that's going to school and getting He's a loan. idiot, like, right? Oh my God. Fucking up. We, we have some yes. stuff to talk about. Yes. Fucking <laughs> up. <laughs> if you want to go to school, get a business degree. That's what I was saying. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. wait. Yeah. This is a question actually that I, I don't know the answer to. Uh, is culinary school like... It's not as expensive as like real college, right? Oh, it's more. It's it's more than a lot wait, of schools. Wait, wait, how much does like CIA cost? Uh, it's, you're gonna be co- spend like 60, 80 grand yeah, for get, a two year program. Probably. CIA is only two year program. Yeah, but they have two and four. Yeah, or what, what about four. the one that was but, in LA that just closed the Cordon Bleu? Cordon Bleu. That was four, that, that was four was year. Like, that was like forty something grand, but a year. Uh, I don't know if it was, I think it was for a two year. But okay. like that's still an insane amount of money. So not for, as much as regular college, but that, still a lot. Okay, the problem is that you have to look at it. You have to look at it for value, okay? So if you're looking at it and going like, yeah, you cost you spend forty thousand dollars, which might be like one third of what it would be to go to four year, like a like a CSU right. or whatever. That would be like forty thousand like, a year. What are you getting out of it? Because what they promised you was that when you left, you're going to be a chef and you're going to make X amount of dollars. And the case was you're not going to be a chef because you you're, you don't just get given the title right. of chef you're like but i got the pig tattoo with the money. different sections and it's really what hard do you to mean pay back loans when you can't even pay your rent that's the problem that's why they got sued and that's why they had to ultimately let go of the school i mean you gotta you gotta you gotta school to be a lawyer how much are you gonna pay so much so much One hundred and eighty thousand. well first okay, of all you have to go to you, undergrad then you have to go to law, law school, school. <laughs> okay that's fine and then when you get out how much you make I mean, it depends because it now right. now it's hard. There's to too many get lawyers. A job this is true. Being a yeah. lawyer. There's too many this lawyers. This is problem with college. The, the, yes. the market is saturated now. My brother's a crazy. doctor, and he's gone to like ten years of school, and he's not even at the point where he's like making huge dollars. He will be. He but will like, be. But like, he's still like. But, he, but your your brother was thirty seven, thirty eight. Yeah, but he went he went late. But like you know, but as a chef, it, I mean, it's going to take you years, years, yeah. years. And, and as a doctor, you're more guaranteed. As a chef, there's no guarantees at all. No, and no, you, and, and a lot you might not ever get it. No, and a lot of them just quit. Yeah. They quit the industry and they go into something else and then they're just saddled with with loans that are meaningless to them now because because other than making their girlfriend or boyfriend or family a really good like beef bourguignon, <laughs> like they can't do anything else, you know? Right. They have like no practical His knowledge. knife skills at Thanksgiving were getting a lot of comments it was like, from this, the aunts and uncles. This mac and cheese had a really nice julienne yeah. of, uh, Guys, of parsley. I, it's it's but, called a brunoise. We don't care. We're hungry. Yeah. Nobody cares, Jimmy. <laughs> you guys paint a very bleak picture. Well, I mean, I'm a huge... I, I work for some Michelin star uh, guys, and I would talk to them, and I would talk to the CDCs, and I would be like, hey, man, I'm thinking about going to culinary school because I never went to culinary school. And I'd be like, uh, what do you think? And they'd be like, you... And like, these are people who have gone to culinary school, people who have like successful businesses, people who've dedicated their entire lives, and they're just like, it's a, the biggest waste of time. You could learn... You can learn, but you're going to have to take a lot. 
That's it. The trade-off is that. What, do you want to spend a lot of money and be kind of coddled or do you want to learn something and you know not feel like a whole lot for the first five years of your career? Right. The trade-off is there. So you can spend money or learn you can by not doing. spend money. Can't be or you that, can right? have a thick skin, but either way, you're going to have to learn how to have a thick skin. You might as well just dive on in. Right. Yeah, it's like, you know, when your dad teaches you how to swim, he just throws you into the ocean and he says, find your way the fuck home. Figure it the fuck out. It. Yeah. Hey, it worked for you guys. <laughs> if you figure it out, you'll become a chef. There yeah, you go. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, would you pass along the same advice to uh, someone young looking to get in the culinary game? Yeah. I mean, first of all, cooking is a blue collar job. You work a lot of hours. You work right. late hours. It's a like, fucking it's job. Like, you it's work your holidays. Yes, it's a trade. And it's a craft. It's like you're, learn- you're learning a skill that right. you can like literally a welder. use. Yes, 100%. I mean, I grew up doing construction. I grew up welding. I grew up doing all of that kind of stuff. I took those kind of classes in high school. I'm, you know, I'm a hands-on person. I'm not a kind of guy that, you know, goes and studies a book. I mean, I, you know, I can read, but you <laughs> yeah. know, I'm not, I am literate. I'll see about that. <laughs> I am literate. But I'm not a, you know, I'm not, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not a person that's going to sit here and, and um, learn in a school environment right. reading. I'm the same way. I have to learn by doing. I feel yeah. like a lot of people are. I mean, it's some people. I feel could, like that's the most effective way to learn, right? right? To like just be like, this is how it's you done. You do it until With you know how to do it. the exception of like brain surgery, where like here's a guy that really right. needs to be fixed. <laughs> yeah. I'll just figure it out as we're, I go. We're putting you on the job. On the job. On the job training. If you, if someone went up to you and be like, uh, your father's very sick. He has a he has a really crazy. But don't team. worry, we got a guy don't who worry, read a he's book. He's training and he's on the job. He's really passionate, and he's very passionate <laughs> about it. His name is Gilly, and one of his eyes doesn't work very well. But damn it, is his heart in it? I mean, fuck. I mean, but you really either had to get good quickly. I mean, like coming up in a place like French Laundry, it was obviously like you either had to get good quickly or you're fucking gone. Did you get yelled at by by uh, Keller a lot? Did he, no, did he come? He wasn't. Just... He wasn't a huge yeller. Okay. Um, uh, but I didn't. I mean, I didn't get. I was, he was actually, more like I'm not mad. I'm disappointed. Kind of guy. I was treated really well. Uh, <laughs> yes, <laughs> I was treated really well. I think it's because I like I ran. I like literally would walk on the door and I would run and I would run from the start to the end. And the reason was you had like, hustle. I mean, I, yeah. I mean, my dad like literally would like. My dad, we would be working on the car and my dad would be like looking for a tool, like a wrench, changing the rotor on the car or whatever. And I'd be like, oh shit, the guy needs this tool. I would run and run back so the guy didn't like yell at me and scream at me, right? I really appreciate that because when I was a young line cook, I would look at my chef and I would look where his anger was focused and I would just be like, that guy's going down. And I'd go over there and bail him out. And then I'd look at my chef and I'd be like, okay, he's good. Everyone's that fine. intuition no, means a lot. Nobody's going to get yelled at today, <laughs> and that's going to make everybody That's better. great that you were helping instead of like looking at the chef and being like, oh, he's mad at that guy. It's not me. No, I'm but that's the problem. And a lot of people are, it's like, I, this is, right. for, I'm for team. myself. It's a team. Yeah, I would look at everyone and be like, dude, I want to make sure that everything goes proper. Even as a line cook, like yeah. I, it wasn't like a lead line cook or a tornot or, or junior sewer or sewer or whatever. I'd be like, fuck, man, like I want to make sure that like everything is fucking tight because if it's not, this one guy is going to end everything today and we're all going to leave sad. Right, 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 right. When I worked in, when I staged in London for Gordon Ramsay, people would li- literally like people would work in fear there, but they would like set each other up. They would burn some, I would watch literally like somebody put really? somebody else's stuff Sabotaging each other? No, so, so Sabotage is The rampant. chef would be like literally yelling at this guy and you're like, I'm golden right now. <laughs> yeah. you know, like, as long have, as it's not me. <laughs> Nigel's really <laughs> taking the heat tonight. Name. I don't hear it, man. What are you talking Address. <laughs> that wasn't me, man. Wait, wait, wait. So you worked at Gordon Ramsay's restaurant? 
As a stagiaire, Royal Hospital Road, yeah. The big so, one. like, obviously his persona is very much based around giving people a lot of shit. Yes. In in person, is, is he like that? Were you interacting with him in a face-to-face? I mean, face it, was, face? it was past the time where he was in the kitchen, really. Okay. So, okay. but uh, it was, the kitchen was very, I mean, it was a tough kitchen. Right. His culture was very yelling-based. But yeah. that's in the, the thing, like, every kitchen is different. Yeah. There are some cultures that are... It is a culture. Yes. It's something that starts from the top and it trickles all the way down to the bottom. Sure. Everybody feels that. Right. If you're more comfortable. That's like why everyone at the Wallace is sweethearts because you're a fucking sweetheart. I walk in and I give everybody <laughs> kisses on the cheek. I come and I give them hugs. It's a loving place. We, we do meditation promptly at 4.30 instead. No, I don't do any of that. People get yelled at all the fucking time. <laughs> Joel will fucking yell at you. Actually, I, have a, I am actually really lucky. I have a really great Sue and I have a really good uh, tornado. Good culture. Good culture, and, Wallace. And they really kind of just take that mantle up for me because they've seen me do it in the past mm-hmm. and I can kind of just be like I don't gotta do this shit anymore you wanna fuck you're gonna fuck up you're gonna have to answer to them and I'm just and I'll be the guy I'm the good cop now at this Isn't point nice? right. yeah I'm the good cop <laughs> right. now yeah, man they're, they're your attack dogs yeah they're my attack dogs and I'm sitting there just like listen man just it's gonna be okay just, it'll be fine like, just do what he says. Be fine. it's not your fault it's yeah, not your fault me. it's not your fault I don't even <laughs> yell anymore I don't yell did at all. you like consciously bring elements of the culture that you learned at French Laundry into Odium or were you like I'm starting it from fresh this is my shit like blank slate like how did, how did your like a, what was your like approach I mean, or did I've, you just build it as you went I've only really worked at two restaurants in my entire life right Honestly, so those like, cultures are imbued into yes. you very clear. Yeah. And and the culture that I grew up in and like the the first restaurant that I got, you know, got a job as a dishwasher, worked my way up to sous chef, then left and opened to went to French Laundry. That one was very like family oriented and like the, you know, the, the, the wife ran the dining room, the okay. wife uh, made the pastries, the husband was a chef. Family affair. Yeah. The kids worked, you know, the kids would come in from school and whatever. We'd make them dinner kind of deal like you know just like saute filet mignon with like hot sauce on it like crazy stuff and um, i would eat that yes <laughs> buffalo filet mignon <laughs> fuck it dude <laughs> and then you know and then french laundry is very very different fine dining all, the, all that kind of stuff so i wanted to have the family aspect of it because for me that's what i was ready for um in my life you know like the the i left the french laundry understanding that for me what i wanted was i wanted my own path and i wanted I wanted a wife. I wanted kids. I wanted to move on and have like have balance in my life. Ultimately, you know, right. I wanted. I didn't want to sit there and work right. 60, 80 hours a right. week, which you had been doing. Yes, for and, many which is fine, and I loved it. Like, but now I wanted. You know, it's like okay, I work really hard now. You know, I want a little. Now, bit time of to now it's time for easy street. Yeah. No, it's <laughs> so back. Well, I understand. I have a I have a fifteen year old, so yes. I I'm gonna. Like my daughter will be cool, Dad. Joel. Eighteen when I'm thirty eight, right? Mm-hmm. Which is and like, crazy. but I missed I missed everything. I missed every everything. And yeah. right now in the last maybe like two years or so, ever since I established my restaurant and I hired good people and there and I trust them, now I get to kind of do what I want to do. Right. And I like it's like you 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 have to let go of like that old. You've been part a terrible, neglectful yeah. father up until now. Yeah, I've no, been a terrible JK. father. JK. I'm a terrible a, father, but now dad. I want to be a good one. No. But you're right. If you're like if, if a large portion of your life, you know, over a decade is really dedicated to that shit. And you know, comedy can be the same way where you're really grinding. Oh yeah, you're grinding. It's a singular focus. But it and must even feel... if you're a comedian now, like and you and like you're, you're you go on tour. Right. You leave. Right, exactly. It, it, it takes a lot and you know, I, I mean, Chris a... Rock has an awful special <laughs> out right now, and I'm sure he toured with it. I have it's not, terrible. I, have I couldn't not watch watched it. It, it was <laughs> so hard to watch. Ooh, and I've shots fired. Hey, Chris Rock, if you're out there. Come on, let's. We can, we can Come help. on, Chris. But like, but like he he's he worked 
like a majority sure. of his yeah. life just on the road, and yeah. now he's still doing it right. with a family with right. grown kids. I mean, I don't, I don't have a family. I don't have the responsibilities. But like, <laughs> you're living, you're living Easy Street. I, Get out of here. I hate. You're drinking wine. Come you're find eating me a on Easy Street. street. Uh, come they have a dog. The dog's the first step. You should get a dog. dog. Don't have should get a dog. I got a couple plants. They're doing all right. They're thriving. They're brown and succulents. They're succulents. They're not hard. They're fake. They're fake succulents. These kids these days, they're very independent. These succulents. But no, it must feel good to like finally be at that level where you're like kind of doing your own thing and you have the time for, I mean, obviously you're still working very hard, but it's like you got the wife, you got the kids. Like it must feel good to see it all come to fruition after grinding in the trenches for so long. Yeah. I mean, I mean, even at, at Odium, I mean, my, my kids will be there. If you go to lunch there, uh, if you go to dinner, who are know, these adorable scamps running around? Yeah. yeah who's like, why are, why are somebody letting their kids run wild? Well, that's me. That's the Hollingworth. <laughs> kid. They'll be like, I'm sorry. Uh, there's two kids in here. And be like, uh, you better shut the fuck up or <laughs> chef is going to fillet you right. in the dining room, <laughs> which he could do because yes. you have a very, very open kitchen. Yes. I think you might have the most open kitchen because there's not even like a pass, a true full solid pass. You can see like the floors walking through scary kind of right it's frightening <laughs> you got to keep those floors clean <laughs> because my my kitchen is at least like right. elevated but open but so i would and I, i'd be like we keep our floors and we keep everything clean but i'm just like damn how often do you have to do a line sweep and a mop man <laughs> like that's crazy yeah it's feng shui <laughs> <laughs> i wanted every honestly i wanted everything to feel i wanted you to feel like you're eating in my house so i wanted you to feel that that like there's that no... you lived in a very well-designed yes. cool house <laughs> That your house is also one here. I'm a Bond villain. <laughs> no, it's it's a, it's like a dinner party, right? If you had a dinner party at your house, like where are people gonna hang out? In the, the kitchen. kitchen, in the kitchen, living kitchen, right? living room, dining room. Yeah. yeah so I mean, like you know, like I wanted those be areas kind of, to kind of bleed together. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's the point. Does it ever like you know we've talked about people coming up when you have an open kitchen, you're you're not insulated from the diner. Like any experience where people are just kind of rolling up on you and you're like i'm at work take it easy no i mean there's the one time i remember this lady came up and she's like you know like hey i saw the chefs like eating the food like tasting the food. i'm like yeah we yeah we, we taste we, we taste the, the food before we serve it and uh, i said you know like i mean she was like you know appalled by it. i was like are you kidding me like <laughs> seriously i was like if you know what if you have a problem with that then this is probably not the right restaurant. Right. You, for you. fuck oh, out right. of here, no, lady. I'm sorry. Most restaurants aren't the right restaurant for you because you tasting is paramount yes, to right. the experience. Yes. And in any restaurant where you're where you're paying either somewhat of a premium or a premium, they better be they fucking better tasting, be tasting it. the food. It would be different if they're oh like, my God. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, Chef Tim. Uh, yeah, I saw someone just licking a raw veal chop and then throwing it on the grill. <laughs> it's the only way is to be sure. No, be like, you gotta oh, make sure. I gotta make sure that veal chop it's is the only way. It's pure. Wait, let me guess. <laughs> this was an old white woman wearing pearls. It was pretty damn much, right. Yes. <laughs> We're headed to the theater after this. Her, I her, can't stand the idea of a Mexican touching my sauce. Her name. Her name was Mildred Van Houten. <laughs> And her Chef, husband was very successful. Chef, don't push me. I, ha I almost have the vapors. I might get them very <laughs> shortly. Where is your fainting couch? <laughs> I mean, I mean, that's the thing. You have, I mean, obviously there's a diversity of people coming in, but I do feel like it's 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 a richer set that's going to be the, the the regulars at Odium, right? I mean, to me, I open the restaurant with the idea of having so many so much diversity, and right now I think we're successful because that's happening. You can go to dinner and you can literally have. Like the whole pre-theater crowd, right? And it's going to be people that are a little bit older, sure. you know, yeah. all that, Got that a demographic. Money. Yes. Got a little money, you know, and then and then literally you'll have the crossover between like dude with his hat on backwards right. 
like next to the person in their suit. Lil, I like that. Lil Xan is sitting next right, to right, right. Mr. Peanut yeah. at Odium. Lil Xan is sitting And they're all to, having uh, a very fine time. Andrea Bocelli's over there. Lil Xan's <laughs> over there. Lil Xan's over there. Uh, Lil Peep is dead. But, oh, <laughs> yeah, Lil Peep, R.I.P. Lil Peep was, alive. Lil, Lil was dead. <laughs> Wait, was it Lil Pump? But Lil Pump is Lil Pump's still alive. Still with us, thankfully. Still making like, art. How has Lil become the ultimate prefix in the rap game? Because uh, they're all really young. Lil Xan's like 17. They're all like SoundCloud internet guys. But Lil Kim is still Lil Kim. She never changed her name to like Mature Kim. Yeah, but Bow Wow changed, went from Lil Bow Wow to Bow Wow. I think at a certain point you drop the Lil. You have to drop the Lil. Lil Wayne never did, but he's still small. <laughs> <laughs> if you're tiny, then you can just be Lil for Can you imagine somebody going up to Lil Wayne and being like, hi, Wayne? And he'd be like, get the fuck <laughs> out of me. <laughs> Lil Kim, Lil Kim. Um, uh, excuse me, it's just Kim. Now. I'm sorry, it's Mrs. Kim now. Right, exactly. But that's good, though. I mean, I feel like having that level of diversity is a testament to, you know, th- the fact that people want to come there. The fact that it's a destination that is more than just the restaurant that's next to the Broad. Yeah, I mean that's what we hoped, and I'm I'm glad I'm glad it's been doing well, and you know it's just about evolving with the times. There's a lot of restaurants opening up. There's a lot of you know a lot of new people in town, and uh, L.A. I mean downtown is just like exploding at this. Do you have do you have uh, roasted carrots on the menu? No, should we? I don't know. I mean, (laughs) my theory is... You do whatever you want. My theory is that roasted carrots are the new Brussels sprouts in that almost every menu has them now. I just put roasted carrots on my menu, Mm -hmm. but I have never had a Brussels sprout on my menu. (laughs) I've never had a Brussels sprout. Every single restaurant did. Every yeah, restaurant yeah. had Brussels sprouts and chicken liver mousse, which I fucking love. It was either roasted or fried Brussels sprouts. I and love I was, that. I want that. But now I see carrots with like a lebna or something on every menu. It's always, it's always uh, what's it called? It's always like herbed yogurt. You see herbed yes. yogurt? Yes. yes. It's and, herbed and again, yogurt. much like and it, Brussels. And it's probably, it's good. Yeah. Yes. I love yogurt. It's like herbed, it's like herbed mayo. Much like or aioli. <laughs> it's fucking delicious. Much like Brussels, I'm always happy to see roasted carrots on the menu. I usually order them and they're fucking great. Herbed, herbed mayo. Herb mayo, dude. If you put herb mayo on carrots, boom. I'm He's in. He's there. <laughs> Shout out to the carrots at the Wallace who that have an adobo butter. Ado- yeah, it's adobo butter, carrot top chimichurri, black bean puree, dehydrated pineapple. Mm-hmm. It's basically like the vegetarian al pastor that we try to do there. It's, it's so good. It's good. I think it's good. I mean, I think it's, it's. I think manipulating vegetables is actually kind of the most fun part about my job now. Like any, like you can cook a protein. You can be like, I'm gonna cook a piece of fish perfectly. Or I'm gonna, I'm gonna make a piece of steak medium rare. Or I'm gonna roast a quail. I'm gonna do this or whatever. All but that like, sounds great. Manipulating all of it sounds great, but like. Being able to manipulate a vegetable where people can be like, this is really filling and hearty and as satisfying as, as, satisfying as the base. protein is kind of a really good challenge for me. Not because I love, I'm a vegan or vegetarian, but just because I find it to be more interesting. I've actually, and I, and I think it's a great trend that like people go, oh fuck, vegetables are like really fucking versatile. Right. They really, really, really are. Like where the fuck have you been? Yeah. China on a rock. California has been ahead of the curve on that forever, which is why I love it out here. What do you, what do you think? Uh, like, that you're most like the the item that's on Odium's menu right now that you're like oh do you have like a menu that uh, an item that's what would been be like, like a your top item like that's been there since the beginning since yeah. you conceptualized if someone was like menu. I'm gonna order one thing I mean I think people really love the I, people talk about the potatoes a lot okay. I mean, I've heard about those thing. potatoes people love the potatoes people love the roast chicken um, my favorite item on the menu is probably the beef tartare oh Ooh, boy love, we were just talking to uh, Lin Ta. From yeah. here's looking at you about the beef tartare. They over have there. a very good tartare. It's in so that good. Way. I mean, is, I, I'm a what big. What is it? Let's hear it. It's like it's it's a pretty it's like basic. A spice, uh, it's like a spicy beef tartare. Yeah, with it's like a little spicy. Berry. It has yeah. very nice grilled bread. It's just 
There's actually the here's looking at you tartar is kind of like a rougher chop. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's more um, coarse for but sure. But I actually like the chunkiness. I think it works pretty well. Yeah. And I like I'm the I'm a huge tartar guy and I like a smooth ass tartar too. Mm-hmm. But I think the chunkiness there really works. It's like uh, What are you using for your tartar right now? Um we use beef trim off of our ribeyes which are dry aged. Okay. Um and we dice it up pretty small. Uh we use dry aged uh hanger steak as well. Nice. To, to like it's a it's a mix between the two. All um, hand chopped? All hand chopped. Nice. And um it's a it's a very, very coarse dice. And then we put it on top of a crispy piece of lavash. Uh, so Ooh, it's yeah. like, uh, it's not really like lavash, like Middle Eastern, what we call lavash, it's more like what Americans call lavash, like a cracker. Okay. Um, and your then, wife is like, this isn't lavash. Yeah, this my parents and my friends. You and your wife are just having like, fights no, every no. night. <laughs> 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 Get out of the house. It's like, me and my wife have a great relationship, except for the tartar lavash fiasco. Don't call it lavash. So it's, wait, it's more crispy than the traditional lavash? It's literally like a cracker. Oh, okay. We roll it a little bit thicker, so it's a little bit more sturdy. And then on top of that, we spread muhammada, which muhammada is like a Love it. walnut, Seared, like a Aleppo Syrian pepper, pepper yes. like yeah, yeah. red pepper. Guys, paste. if you're not yeah. fucking with muhammada, you're By the fucking way, up. Muhammada is one of the greatest things ever because it's like... It's the a, new Harissa, it, folks. No, because it's not as <laughs> spicy. Program. That's the thing. It's, yes. it's, 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 it's like it's sweet, sweet pomegranate and molasses. nutty. And, yes. and, and, yes. Right, the pomegranate molasses. It's fucking delicious. It's like... I don't know. Like it, it really. Shout out to of, North Africa. Yeah, dude. Seriously, shout out to fucking North Africa. <laughs> Coming bro. with some quality spice blends. Fucking a man. Some, no, it's from Syria. What are you talking about? Oh, I thought oh, it, it was from. North, oh, that's right. It was North Africa. Yes, yeah, Syrian. Okay. Thank my, God you're here. My my friend's parents made it and taught me how to make it, and it's literally a Syrian. They're from Syria. Yeah. And Fuck it's yeah. literally all it is is like chopped walnut. You don't put red peppers in it. If you put red peppers in it or bread in it, then that means you're trying to stretch it and do like the Whoa. cheap version of it. No, like, but it's only walnuts. It's pomegranate molasses, a little bit of lemon juice, and uh, the Aleppo spice. So the, that's like the traditional Muhammad. Traditional. Wow. I, love, I love that Aleppo spice. Yes. The that Aleppo, Aleppo spice is fucking amazing. Yeah. But I mean, I think if you're buying Aleppo, you're probably getting Korean chili flakes at this point. Aleppo is like kind of... You got to go to Cookbook. Shout out to Cookbook and Echo Park. They got that good Aleppo spice. They do. They do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, shout out to Syria. Kind of having rough times right yeah, now, but the spices going, will see them through. They're yes. going through some shit. They're going through some shit. They're going through some shout shit. Shout out to everybody there. Stay safe if you can. They're they're using chemicals, but it's not agar agar and high no. gel and azo. It's <laughs> very different. It's a very different kind of chemical. Yeah. So so you're rubbing that traditional Syrian muhamra on the lavash cracker. Yes. Then we have beef tartare that has like a good amount of lemon juice on it, um, just shallots, parsley, um, salt and pepper. Pretty simple. And yeah. then on top of that, we sprinkle. Uh, chop uh, like bulgur that we just like Damn. cook a little bit oh, of oil, not, yeah. and That's then great. dollops of lebne. Oh, yeah. Aleppo yeah. pepper, chopped mint. Um, this is like a Levantine tartare. Yes, it's and uh, that's that's pretty much it. But it's like a Middle Eastern. It's a Middle Eastern delight. Are you bringing uh, that kind of influence to a lot of the stuff on the menu, or is it just happened to be that dish that has? I mean, all to me, it? no. To me, uh, to me, we have a world like a you know we have what American food is nowadays. Right. And American food now is like we're all different cultures. Influences from everywhere. Yes, L.A. is like you go to. Right. I mean, how many different ethnic ethnic foods do you eat in a week? So uh, many. And uh, all, like in all honesty, right? Like everything. Too many. I, I mean, yeah. I, I had Jewish deli I, food I today. Could, we could American eat more. eggs today, and then Thai food with some natty wine. That's true. That's yeah. true. So that, I mean, that's what America is today, and that's that's ultimately what we're trying to do at Odium. We're trying to like just showcase what American food is at this point. Fuck yeah. I mean, we were talking about the same thing with uh, Here's Looking at You. It draws on such a diversity of influence for the mm-hmm. food. And you're right. It's like if you want to accurately represent American cuisine or California cuisine or even like, you know, more locally, like what L.A. is. Yeah. You have to fucking rely on that like aggressive diversity that is like 
you know, that's like one of the best things about LA. Yeah. I think that's why the food here is so fucking good. Mm -hmm. Cause everyone's from somewhere else and everyone's bringing their own fucking shit to the party. It's true. It's true. How do you feel about fusion? Like, do you, do you ever use the word to describe the I food hate odium? fusion? <laughs> I hate fusion. No, how I, did fusion become a dirty yeah, word? Yeah, how does yeah? It became world. a dirty word over time. So, like, what is fusion? I, I think I think fusion became a dirty word because it came to represent a certain type of restaurant that were trying to do a certain type of thing, and may, that was maybe to fuse two things together and, I, and have that as their guiding principle, yeah, as look, opposed to just going for what tastes good. Yeah, I look at fusion as just like. We're taking one culture and we're taking another culture and we're trying to marry them together. And but it doesn't always it doesn't always work. I mean, but fusion is like oh, it's just such a, it feels no, like it can be such all, a broad term. Not all things are fusion. I'll tell you the the thing that defines fusion for me is 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 when you do that. But the thing that, that excludes you from fusion is that you have so like okay, Chinese people came, they moved to America. Do they use American ingredients in their Chinese food? Sure. Is that fusion? They have to. Yes, technically, yes. No, I guess. Not, I don't think it's fusion. Is it? But that's what I'm saying. Fusion, the word is, it's, it's like the term millennials. Are about like it's the way good, too general. The good version of fusion or the bad version But that's of the thing. <laughs> but somehow, what, is, what does that mean? Somehow fusion became like, kind of like looked down on. But like, I, I think that in a way, everything is fusion and like the disparate influences coming together. Like technically that is fusion. Right. Okay, then, then technically spices in Mexico is fusion. Right. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's why it as a descriptor of a certain type of cuisine is almost, it's like the word millennial. It's like, it's way too general to identify something specific. So it's almost useless as a descriptor. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So let's stop fucking using fusion and just start talking about how good shit is. <laughs> so nobody go to Roy's because they have fusion in the name. Roy's? Yeah, Roy's is Roy like Yamaguchi. a Hawaii, yeah, it's like a Hawaii, it's like a Hawaii, it just says like Hawaiian fusion or something yeah. like that. When I don't understand what that means cuz it's like a steakhouse. What is it? I don't but even like know Hawaiian what it is. But like Hawaiian food is a fusion of Asian and American and disparate influences. So it's yeah, like 100%. that's fusion already. So it's like So then everything I guess could be considered fusion. It right. can fall under the umbrella of right. what fusion is. Unless you're going to be like an ultra traditionalist, like queuing to the traditions of the past and being bound by that, then it has to be fusion cuz, you know, but everything came from somewhere. Everything came from another culture influencing. I mean, talk about Spice Road. We mm -hmm. wouldn't even have spices if they didn't come from somewhere else. True. Going back in the day. I mean, that was all, I mean, that was all fusion. I mean, imagine like they used to fight wars over spices. So are you saying like, so when I went to Vegas, Rio has a world buffet, for example. <laughs> there's the real world buffet and it has everything. There's sushi, pizza, burgers. That's there's the best kind empanadas. of fusion. You're like, I got a taco shell full of ham cubes and I put ranch on it. <laughs> we put I'm drunk at no, a buffet. That's, that's what I'm saying. Fusion, we, put, we would put California rolls or spicy tuna rolls on a piece of pizza and put it between like a burger and be like, is this fusion? What are we doing? Vegas and Reno buffets are the only true fusion. <laughs> it's the only that's true my hot fusion. take on fusion. Yeah, I took spaghetti and I put it in a taco shell bowl. Then I fucking got a shrimp ring and I put it on top. I bet you Trump would love it. You can't stop me. Trump, I'm hammered. Trump would love it. He'd be like, these it's taco fantastic. bowls, there's these, a shrimp ring on these top. These Italian taco bowls are great. I've always Marinara said sauce, shrimp I love rings it. should be on top of everything. <laughs> I, dude, we've talked about this before. The best idea, which doesn't really exist outside of Vegas, is like a super high-end buffet, but that's still affordable. Wouldn't that kill? Americans love massive portions. How could you... First yeah, of all, staffing that would be a disaster. You just see one guy cutting like, roast beef. Be like, yeah, no, this is a great mashup. Our, and it'll be like, your investors would be like, what's your food cost? It'd be like, it's 43%. 43%. And they'd be like, you're it's fired. A, we're at 98% food cost. Yeah, I'm so sorry. Cheesecake factory, that's it right there. Isn't it? See, I've never been to Cheesecake Factory. 
I've been once. I've been my wife ma- took me. I've been maybe like five or six times, but this is starting from when I was at least like they have 10. huge portions, right? They're oh, you go you order Massive a regular portions. salad and it's enough salad to feed a regular <laughs> family. Like it's insane. It's salad. smaller than Odium's family style salad. <laughs> <laughs> How do you have a family style salad? No, I mean everything's fam- family. Meal? Everything's like family style, right? You know, like so it's like, you don't, you wouldn't call yourself small plates or tapas, right? No, I you, mean you, you uh, stray from those words. Hundred percent. I mean, yeah. I think we do everything is meant to be shared. Th- that being said, certain things are very small and certain things are much larger. So, like, it's it's up to it's like a choose your own adventure. Type are you right. on board? Like we've talked about how we've been in the small plate zone for so long, and now we're seeing a lot more restaurants do large format dishes for like three or more people. Do you guys have anything like that on the menu? Oh, we have huge tomahawk steaks. We Ooh. have whole grilled fish. We have whole fried fish. What's a tomahawk steak? Just Break tom- it down. A tomahawk steak is going to come with fried potatoes, grilled vegetables that are going to be seasonal. Um, maybe some wool roasted carrots with Ooh, some uh, lemon yeah. aioli. Roasted carrots, yeah. I heard <laughs> they're the new Brussels sprouts, baby. <laughs> uh, we got Brussels sprouts, we got carrots with lemon aioli. <laughs> I'm on board. Uh, how many ounces? Um, that 30, one tends to be, yeah, 32? around yeah, 32 ounces. It, it ends up being a little bit, it's in the three to four pound range. See, I will eat a 32 ounce steak by myself. That's you insane. will? That's insane, I have. right? That's insane. I've eaten a 38 ounce steak by myself. Are you from, ne- you're from Nebraska? No, I'm I'm from Philly. <laughs> he's from Philly. Straight out the mean streets of Ardmore. When he, whenever he gets a Philly cheesesteak, he's like, yeah, just give me a ribeye and just put it between some bread and melt some cheese on okay, it. Okay, obviously. Hey, it's whiz a, whiz, yes. Yeah, whiz whip. Give me that whiz whip, roasted carrots, whip. Uh, obviously, eating a 32 ounce steak is a big endeavor, but like, I'll fucking, I'll fucking do it. I'll fucking That's do so it. much meat. No, I, I could probably eat 18 ounces of meat, like easily. But after that, you just kind of get sluggish and you're just like, all right. What's the most, I can't what's do the most you've ever eaten in one sitting, you think? Most I've ever eaten? Oh, yeah. I can eat. Yeah. But, I like, can eat. but if you had to like put one in the top five. Like tacos, pizzas, Or steaks. like just a legendary meal. At like a I went restaurant. to Chispaca and I had everything by myself and it was $9,000. 26 courses at French Laundry? Ooh. Damn. <laughs> Is that what the tasting menu was? No, it's like VIP. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah. So when you go Six back there, do they know? Is it like Cheers? Do you walk in and they're like, "Tim, <laughs> sit down. We're giving you twenty-six. Sit courses. down. Uh, it's forty-five courses this time. You're gonna die. I'm gonna go in two weeks. Are you? Yeah. You taking your wife? No, I'm taking my executive sous chef. He's never been so. Fuck yeah. Oh, fuck it. Yeah. Wait, so that's that, an awesome move. By does that the mean way. you're gonna get twenty-six courses for the for the VIP? I Twenty-seven. Hope I hope not. <laughs> Did you eat all twenty-six when you had it? I used to. I can't do it anymore. Wow. I can't How long it. was that meal? I mean, you're talking about four and a half four. hours. Oh yeah. my god! The yeah. longest meal I had, great. The longest meal I've had was at Alinea, and that was like three and a half hours. Damn. I went to Alinea, they served me a whole pig. What? For three people, there's three of us. Oh, yeah. a whole, oh my a whole god! Little pig. Like yeah. a suckling. Did you ask for any to go? <laughs> no, I just took the, the ears. Can, can I box <laughs> up half this pig? I took the ears. I took the face, and I let everyone have the normal ass shit. You're wandering around drunk Chicago with a pig head in a plastic bag. <laughs> this is for later. That's yeah. fucking normal. It's normal. You show up at Alshaval, and you're just like, just put this on the burger. I don't even want the bacon, dude. The burger's the, good there, huh? The burger's so fucking really. Shout good. out to Alshaval. Alshaval also for making a great. They started burger. another he, place he, he called Small Cheval. He trained me on the cheese station, the guy there. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah? The head Brennan, chef? Brennan Sotokoff. Yeah. Ooh. Shout out to Brennan. Yeah. I don't think he's the chef. I mean, well, the owner. Okay. Restaurant tour now. So when you go to our show, all you get like 26 courses of burgers? Of burgers, yeah. Like slider, bloody, slider courses? More like 26 Bloody Marys. <laughs> <laughs> they started another place called Small Cheval to specifically just sell the burger. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It's a good burger. Smart. It's a great burger, man. You guys I got can... a burger on the menu at Odeon? We just started doing a raclette burger. Ooh. Ooh. 
<laughs> yeah. So basically, it's um, to me, my kind of burger is like Bill's Burger in North Hollywood. Okay. Sick. Shout out to fucking Bill's Burger. I've never Bill's, been. Bill's it's and Miyoko's though, right? Burger. Yes. At, or, um, it's just this old man who doesn't give a fuck at all. I, I I've lived in the Valley. My he's like, like the, I was he's like the, the last great burger OG. It's like him and then like Sophie, uh, Sonia from yeah. Herbs Burgers. But him, it's just like, can I have no? mayo and he's like fuck you no and it's like <laughs> and he's no and he's like no. and it's like hey man if you wouldn't like i really i gotta i gotta get out of here in like 15 minutes can i have my burger in 15 minutes he'd be like no and it comes out whenever he wants it to come out he's still manning the grill right and it's it's just it's a it's, one man op he no is, french dude, fries you have lays no potato chips no. with and, his hot and sauce he gets, we don't do he gets fries, bomb, and way. they get everything from like smart and final yes, or yes. restaurant we don't depot do fried potatoes no, it's they don't have a fryer, joint. man. They have no. He runs it with his ex-wife, ex-wife. and his g- current New girlfriend. Wife, yes, yes, yes. what? Yes, yes, hundred percent. Oh my! And this God. and this guy is what? Like in his mid eighties. Sure, 80s. we hate each 100%. other, but the burgers 100%. are that good. <laughs> and people, you know what? And and people, and it, and and not only that, the location yes. is not not like, optimal. Uh, listen, imagine the worst location you can think of. This is worse than that somehow. <laughs> I don't know how it is. In North there's Hollywood. like there's like a porn sex shop yeah. like a couple streets down. There's there used to be a there used to be a restaurant supply store like yeah. down the street. You mean in beautiful and, North Hollywood? There's like a U-Haul, <laughs> there's a U-Haul fucking like rental across the street. There's like what the fuck is this place? And then you eat the burger and you have like a bag of Lay's and you're like, oh, okay, I get it. No, is I it, get it. Is it a really thick burger? No, no, it's no, thin, no, 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 no. Thin. I'm thinking these of something are, else. Dude, these, these, these are, are I'm, double patty. I'm double pretty patty. sure the patties are frozen. I'm pretty 100%. sure he buys the frozen already layered with yes. the fucking like parchment But patties. his flat top probably has so much flavor on it. Uh, it does. No, he definitely years spits years on it flavor. before he throws the right. burger on there. Here's what I think of you. Here's what I think of you. But you want no lettuce? Fuck you. <laughs> You're getting lettuce. Yeah, that Bill's Burger is it's good, right? It's great. Oh, so great. that's the kind of burger I like. So okay. the, what yeah. we did is we did a potato bun just like that. Love that. We did um, just like small, like thin patties. And then we pour, we did like a tomato compote over the top of it, mm-hmm. like a like a Dijonese mayonnaise Get kind that of umami. deal. And then we pour raclette cheese that we warm up in a cast iron pan Fuck. over the top of the burger table oh side. Boy. Oh boy. Frise, and then you eat it, and it's literally like you went to heaven. Oh my it's like oh my so God. freaking That's good. Fucking great. It's not light. It's not like spot It's not light. So. For those, uh, but like, yeah. but like, with that, like, kind of a hoity-toity pre-theater crowd, are they going to get down and dirty with a burger? Like it's that? only in the bar. It's only in one section of the. Oh okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Bar burger. Yeah. Fuck, that sounds so good. That sounds. I mean, yes. you, can walk, you can walk there. It's like it's right down the street. <laughs> it's only true. like a twenty-five minute walk. I will from fucking here. walk and eat a raclette burger, and then I'll walk back. You're gonna need the walk back. Burn it off. <laughs> you're gonna need. You're gonna need to walk back or get wheeled back. Oh boy! Oh boy! Well, I think we're long overdue for a meal at Odium. Uh, well, I mean, I've I the last time I went was probably you've been open for what two years? Yeah, two and a half almost. Two, now. two and a half years. Yeah, I think the last time I went there was about two years ago. Damn, really? Yeah, fresh on the been, opening. It's, it was like I went for lunch. Was uh, days back then. Yeah, it was long. It was like a while ago. Like, it was a while ago. Oh man! Well, we're coming to the end of the road here. I think uh, it's time to bust out those pre-batch cocktails. <laughs> Let's do it. Uh, do a little sampleage. Thanks for joining us, yeah, man. Thank you Absolutely. So much. Thanks for having me, guys. It was this awesome. is great. Um, definitely currently sitting at number one guest wise right now. I, I mean, we only <laughs> care about gifts. We yeah. don't care about anything else. No, We're seriously. selfish. It's kind of like, by the way, if you've been a guest, by the way, cough, cough, everybody else. Cough, cough, bring, <laughs> come with better shit. Yeah, come with better shit. Uh, shout out to Sarkis for these amazing honey balls. Oh my God. We only ate like six of if them. You found yourself in, good, if yeah. you find yourself in Glendale, damn. I thought Porto's had the ball game on lock, but, uh, this is different. Damn. Man. Different. Fuck. This is good shit. 
Yeah, let's uh do, do some do some plugging now. Let's do some plugging. So, oh, so you can follow the restaurant at ODMLA. At ODMLA. ODMLA. Yeah. At Chef Tim Hollingsworth. Yeah. On Insta, follow him. You always have great fucking pictures. Thank Plus, you. like cute ass pictures of your kid. Yeah. You have a good balance of food, and and you're not overdoing with the kid pics, but. You yeah, know. if you want to see the life that you want but will never have, <laughs> right, exactly. please follow Chef Tim Hollingsworth. If you want Tim to see someone who did it right, unlike yeah. you, uh, follow him. Remember, when you go to your office tomorrow, just remember that Tim's living better than right. you. He's eating half a pig because somebody <laughs> gave it to him. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? You're in culinary school getting into debt, and you should be fucking learning from the school of art and acts. Damn right. <laughs> Hopefully, if this podcast dissuades one young chef from quitting culinary school, then we've done we've our job. We've done our job. We've changed a young life. I actually feel like I've dissuaded right, exactly. multiple people from going to Have culinary you? school. Oh, absolutely. You're a mentor. You're a mentor. I don't want to. I'm not. I'm not the Kevin Meehan of the culinary <laughs> world, but uh, I want to say that I, you know, that you know, I, I, I dabble in telling shout people, out, scary people. Hey, shout out to top ten guest Kevin Meehan who brought amazing chicken that he cooked. No, that was a, one of the other best gifts we've had. Shout out to Kevin. Shout out to Kevin. He did, bring, he did bring some roasted chicken. Um, you can follow us at Yappod on Insta and Twitter. I'm at Carl Hess. Joel's at Joel David Miller all day every day. Uh, Joel's got Joel's got great food pics. Oh, Joel I, recently I, confronted me about being better at me than food photography. Oh, it's true. And you know what? Maybe he is. Or maybe he just has a lot of time because he's out on the Wallace patio in the sunlight, taking his time, standing on chairs, drinking. Sure. When you're doing that, everything looks great. I'm just drinking. I'm just drinking Cape Root uh, Sauvignon Blanc. <laughs> drinking a nice Chenin Blanc. I'm just drinking a nice Chenin Blanc. Out in the sun. Outer, outer sounds on Dude, the when patio. When you're in a restaurant and a plate hits the thing and you got to take it and then you got to eat. Yeah, that's running. Gun, why, do, baby. why do you think I don't yell in my restaurant anymore? I'm just like. I don't care. I don't care. Yeah, I'm not going to yell I'm at you. I'm just very relaxed. Tomorrow I'm going to have another glass of wine. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Just take a big fucking thing. Uh, well, I feel like we've all learned a lot. I've learned a lot today. What did you learn? Uh, today I learned that all you need to do to be successful is work 12 years at the French Laundry. Right, exactly. <laughs> what it's about, very easy, guys. It's what about very you? What easy have you, What do. have you learned today? Well, I want to try this uh, Korean uh, all night, 24. Mm-hmm. What is that one called? Uh, well, Dansung Sa is probably the best late night Korean yeah, town. It's not four in the morning. Not 24 hours. And what was the best name? Uh, I like that one as well. Which one? The best name. You said best name. You said the best name. Best name? Best name? What? Korean restaurant. Yeah, we did. Like, uh... I don't know. I've had a glass of wine. Uh-oh. We've been, we've been into the vino. Now it's time to try some cocktails. Um, what do you I, learn? I learned that I need to quit comedy and become a chef because my life goal is for someone to give me an entire pig <laughs> for free when I'm out to dinner if, with if two it, other people. If it happened, if like you were just like sitting at a restaurant, they're just like, by the way, sir, here's your pig. You'd be like, oh all God. right. That's all I want. That's it. That's, That's all it. I want. I'm a simple man. I've I just want an it. entire suckling pig. For free. Come oh, on. 32 ounces of beef, you said. Come on, sir. <laughs> I will go up against anyone in a steak eating contest. I'm uh, right now. I would love to watch that because you know Dude. that there's some guy named Hoyt out there that only wears <laughs> flannel tucked into his fucking dungarees. I'll say this. I'll say this on the way out. When Joel and I worked at the Supper Club where we met back in the fucking yeah. day, eight, nine years we ago, we had a riveting contest that was me and all the giant fucking security guys. And these men were these women were gigantic. You guys did not beat them. I you won. Beat them? No, I didn't I participate. I beat them all. No. Yes. Yes. Carl well, is an eating. I, three if, and a half racks. If you want to see an impressive feat, 
Carl is almost like a cartoon character that could take a whole right. like turkey and leg, just shove put it in, in his mouth, mouth, and pull out a bone. <laughs> like it's fucking impressive. I'll go, I'll go cartoon wow. Tomcat style and strip an entire fish with bone and pull it out of my mouth. Like I've, I've actually no, like I'm, I'm not a, I, I can eat, but like I've never seen somebody Damn be right. able to eat. Damn right, as you heard. This you guy. fucking heard him. Cowards. It's impressive. Come it's at incredible. Me. Come it's incredible. I'll yeah. eat a steak the size of a boogie board, and then I'll get dessert. <laughs> I don't even know what I'm capable of. <laughs> I got some fucking vino in my blood. I'm, I'll wreck shit. 15 tacos. 15 tacos, yeah. F- five bacon-wrapped hot dogs in one sitting. Try to fuck with that. You'll, That's too much. You'll That's die. Too much. Dude, you will die. Don't, you know what? Don't try because you'll fucking die. I'm, I'm convinced that you have an, a heart that was like, it's made out oh, of I'll fucking be, iron. I'll be dead in a decade. Yeah. Sure. Sure. You're gonna sure. start. You're gonna start getting gout. Your heart's gonna fail. Sure, I'll have gout by 43. Your but, blood is gonna but thicken. God, what a 43 years I've had. That's um, what makes life worth living. Tim, thanks so much for joining yeah, us. Yeah, thanks this so much. Been man. A goddamn pleasure. I think I think we're good to leave it there. And like, yeah. uh, I think it's time to drink some coffee. If you haven't been down to Odium, go get check down it there. Out. It's you know. It's one of the uh, marquee restaurants in the city. Yeah. Thank you very much. Also, guys. also pop in. Get some goddamn culture in your yes. life. Go so to the, the road. Can we get the burger? See Jasper Johns <laughs> and then go take then some Racklat right to your fucking There's face. There's plenty of urgent care in the area. So when your heart ultimately stops, right, exactly. someone can take you there. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Uh, Tim, thanks so much. Guys, thanks for listening. Go on iTunes. Subscribe. Leave. Re- you got to leave a review. Leave a review. What, you're, you're listening. You're not leaving a review? Yeah. What, what are you, you doing? Who are you? What are you mooching? Come on, get out! Who on are that. you to resist? Who are you to resist, man? Yeah, get out of here. Leave a review. Uh, thanks for listening, and we'll be back next week. Next week. Next week.